0: Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio.
1: Hello and welcome into the Jayhawk Talk Podcast. I am Kevin. Joined with me, as always, is Andrew. Andrew, did you have a good
2: Christmas? Kevin, I had a wonderful Christmas. Um, received a lot of things, and uh, some things were taken away from me, hmm. uh, including a couple basketball games, specifically against Colorado, Harvard, and, and TCU. But I guess all in all, it makes up for it. We're we're getting a couple new presents in Nevada, George Mason this weekend. But you know, ultimately, it was a good Christmas here in the uh, the Payne household. Kevin, how was your Christmas?
1: Really good. You know, kids are uh, two and four, so it's like the best time with, you know, Santa and everything. So
2: uh, Santa came. Good news. Good. So that's good. good.
1: It was touch and go. It was touch and go.
2: Good. Uh, Uh, So it's got probably similar in your household that uh, uh, naps, sleeping for little ones around Christmas time is nearly impossible as I sit here and watch my three-year-old bang on his bed uh, as we're recording this in the afternoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah. Look, look, we had a game last night. Uh, we've had, uh, it was a long break. Felt like it was like. Were you know, we like,
2: ever going to play
1: again? I know. Uh, a little scary. And you saw it happening a little bit around football. Started to see it a little bit around, you know, college football and then college basketball. Soon thereafter, just games starting to get canceled left and right. I think I saw somewhere with. Whatever, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna misrepresent it now, but like 10 percent of games were canceled college basketball games, um, which is a pretty hefty chunk when you think about it. Like all the, uh, the reschedules and things you'd have to do for that, uh, and we're obviously we lived it a little bit.
2: Um, so yeah, is what it you is. Know, we were at a point where you know Colorado had just gotten canceled, Harvard had gotten canceled. Uh, we received word the TCU was going to cancel, and then we saw that Oklahoma State was canceling for. Um, their game so potentially putting that so there was potential for four games in a row to get booted but we did add uh, Nevada which we played last night added George Mason which will be on Saturday and then we'll figure out how to do the other ones and reschedule for big 12 play but uh, you know I want to talk about last night's game just a little bit Uh, it was one of those Christmas break games where uh, you know students are obviously not in town you know it's a lot of a lot of parents that are sitting in the student section. So they probably had some sort of modified camping group and then the parents got to go. So it was fun to see that kind of different dynamic, but it was still, uh, you know, a lot of like folks who received tickets as Christmas presents, maybe their first time or their one time a year they get to go to games. So it was a little different dynamic, but still really loud and uh, put together uh, quite a show last night against Nevada. A lot of dunks like to see that.
1: Yeah. I, it's dude, it remains the Christian Brown show. Uh, yeah. which we could talk about a little bit. I got some takes on that, but uh it yeah, it remains the Christian Brown show. He's he's a blast to watch, he's becoming must-watch basketball. I, I don't mean that in the way, like you know, you gotta watch whatever you like LeBron. I'm saying in the college basketball world, is there a more fun like player right now in the Big 12 who's like exciting to watch with the basketball? Like he is doing some cool stuff, man. Uh, and it's
2: I'm, that's not a homer take. That guy's legit. He, and I think I've said this before, if it wasn't for Ochai, he would be getting a ton of national publicity. Yeah. And, and he's scored a lot. He scored over 20 points a game in December. I think they just showed that, that this is the first time that two Jayhawks have scored 20 points a game or averaged 20 points a game in a month since Ray LaFrance and Paul Pierce Oh, man. Uh, December of 97. I think I think that's what it was. Uh, but like, you know, pretty just thinking players. back, like it's I don't think we've ever had two of these types of players on the same team together. Uh, and uh, it's pretty special to watch them. Uh, you know, this is a Christian Brown podcast. I, I would like <laughs> to say maybe we were the first. When, when more you than me, powders. more you than me, sure, but I'm still going to throw the label onto the podcast, I'm gonna okay. bring you across the finish line with me as being <laughs> a, the, the official Christian Brown podcast. Um, and, and we can get to that. A couple of things we want to highlight in this episode, uh, we want to talk about some COVID stuff and, and kind of how we see this season going forward. We want to talk about, you know, a couple of the past games, including Mizzou. I don't think we've talked to you folks since the Mizzou talk a little bit about KU Christmas and then do a little look ahead on, on the big 12. But uh, I want to talk about something important first. Uh, and it's a little story uh, the little preface here. And And it starts with this. My wife likes to watch sex in the city and there's a new one out. I don't think it's called sex in the city. It's called something else. And just like that or something like that. So anyway, uh, she she's very excited for the new sex in the city show to come out. And so she's watched several of the episodes. I think there's, four or five that have been out. And I said, well, do you like it? Do you like the story? And she said, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Essentially, she says, it doesn't matter because I'm just watching it for the shoes. And what she means by that is she just wants to see what clothes they're wearing, what shoes they're wearing. And that like that's what gets her excited. And I kind of related to that when she mm. said that because it's getting to the point where I'm just watching KU basketball games for the coach quarter zips (laughs) to see what they're going to wear on the bench that day. Last night, they went with the classy black, Mm -hmm. like those black ones, but they've, uh, sometimes they're available to get. And sometimes they're not, uh, you know, sometimes it's like an exclusive exclusive deal that the coach, the coach quarter zip can't get this one. Uh, you know, for us Johnson County suburban dads, it's like (laughs) a a whole new ball game. It's, you know, you can sell game worn jerseys to kids. I want game worn quarter zips to be sold like at auctions, you know, at at charity auctions. That's what I want. That would, that's not
1: a terrible idea at all, by the way. Uh, I think those would actually sell Uh, (laughs) the, so I, first of all, Uh, if you haven't been following along on Twitter, I think a lot of people have this take uh, that there are some things that the KU athletics department has access to clothing wise that the rest of us do not. And I remember back, uh, back when I was in college, uh, my roommate Barrett uh, Martins, great dude was on the golf team and he uh, would come back with stuff that I'd be like, dude, we're, like where are you getting and it was right about when we got adidas and he's like oh man they just have like a clearinghouse so you just grab whatever you want it's like dude start grabbing research shit dude and so like we'd come back with all kinds of adidas stuff shoes and pants and all this stuff but stuff you can never get anywhere well that has been elevated like times 10 on the quality and like the uh the the design like particularly because like Adidas is just okay. Like, their stuff's just okay, as I word it, Adidas quarter zip uh, on, the, <laughs> on the on the podcast here. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. Uh, but, you know, Fairway and Green or Tommy Bahama or <laughs> Johnny O or uh, Peter Millar, there's some pretty nice brands out there that are putting Jayhawk stuff on them. And so these coaches somehow are finding their way to those things. So is the golf team. And we want the same thing. That's all we're asking.
2: I think I counted in my closet. I have seven Ku quarter zips.
1: <laughs> I bet I've got. I bet I've got that many. You know what my favorite one is? What's that a,
2: a ping one? Ping. Ball. Oh, I have the ping one. Love oh, the, the ping, ping one? one. Yeah, that was yeah. A it's one. got the pocket. The co- pocket zipper uh-huh. pocket on the, sh- yeah, on the that I does not work. Uh I have a similar one that's Columbia, and my I got that for Christmas, and I I didn't. I wear it, but it says Columbia on it. Like, and I'm weird like that. And we'll maybe transition to Missouri. I don't like it. that says Columbia because that's where Missouri is. Mm, that's right? fair. Because I, I I heard it, at Mizzou you wear Columbia stuff because it's kind of your thing, right? Because it's your town. That's too bad. Uh, if there was a an outerwear gear named Lawrence, I'm sure we would wear. All that stuff, but but anyway, quarter zips are the reason for the season. I seem to get one every <laughs> Christmas, uh, and I love them. So, if anyone needs to get me something for Christmas, yeah, I've got seven of them, but that's okay. That's okay. It's uh, in this business casual COVID world, that's what I wear to work now. You Everybody know? does, yeah, yeah. You used to wear a suit and tie every day, now I'm wearing KU quarter zips. That's my, that's my suit. Well, so does Bill Self, if you think about it, he used that's to wear true. a tie. You know, that's, that's, right. that's,
1: a, that's been a positive thing with, uh, with COVID, not many positive things, but the attire uh, uh, requirements seem to have dropped down. I think he, uh, little Huggins might've rubbed off on him a little bit. He, he wore that pullover once with, uh, with Huggins in town and thought, you know, it's pretty comfortable on the sideline here. And so, uh, I can't blame him. Uh, I I, uh, but it does make me, uh, yearn for, for some of these quarter zips. So uh, good, good topic there, Andrew. You watch it's it's probably
2: the most important topic, pressing topic that I wanted to address out front. That's fair. Uh, But let's transition a little bit to Mizzou. Speaking of Missouri, a little bit, we haven't talked to you since Mizzou. And uh, uh, as we speak, I am currently watching a replay of the Missouri game. It is currently 3625 in case you're interested, uh, Kevin. And uh, I just want to recap how good Christian Brown is watching him in this game, like especially the first 10, 15 minutes or so that dude came out firing. I think he only ended up with 15 points, which is still a lot, but below his below his average, but those first five, 10 minutes, he was electric. He was worth the price of admission, which was very high, very steep. You were in the building. You know, this, Uh, he was worth the price of admission alone.
1: Yeah. It's fun to watch the Kansas kids or can't you know like and we did a we did a post game twitter spaces reaction to this so i do feel like i've talked about this but not on here hashtag on here so uh hashtag on here uh you know look at the kansas kids all played well or the kansas city or even columbia connection kids all played well which is great and well well everybody kind of played well <laughs> to be yeah, honest. <laughs> right there wasn't a
2: wasn't but, a bad a, a bad game in the house and especially when you're up by almost 40 at one point, you know, that's the way it's going to be.
1: But to, to your point, Christian seemed to, to, to be into this one a little bit more. Uh, And he's been a little bit more fired up on, on just generally. It feels like he's kind of not just coming onto his own, into his own with his own game. Uh, But Andrew, I think he's coming into his own little swagger too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's getting,
2: he's maybe, I don't know how much shit talking he's doing, maybe just a little bit, but he's definitely a pump up guy. You know, I think he's at his best when he's attacking the rim into guys. Uh, he finishes better than I think anyone on the team, including Ochi. He he goes to the bucket, gets contact, sometimes gets fouled, most of the time not, but he goes into guys, can can make an adjustment in the air and still score. Like his touch around the basket, I think is the best on the team. It's the far. touch
1: off the glass. Like the ball comes off the glass. So soft, like at, at different angles and... He's got pretty long arms, so he's able to kind of maneuver. And but yeah, you're right. It's like this. It's it's not necessarily like dunks on dudes, which right, which he, does, which he does, which he can do yep. and does do. But you're right. It's it's sort of uh mid air adjustments and and hitting the angle just right, and then the ball just somehow like it's like butter coming off the backboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just which is crazy considering where he was just last year with right. the ability to do that. Like it is. Matt and I was, I think I was tweeting about this, it's like the massive leap from last year to this year, just in his athleticism and ability to finish. And, and frankly, the, the aggressiveness so much so that, you know, you hear Bill Self say, like, I want him to shoot the basketball. Christian Brown right now does not want to shoot the basketball. He wants to take it. right? He wants to take it. And like, I can't even get mad at him because he's freaking doing it. Like I, we talked about how we wanted to shoot more threes. Well, he steps, you know, he stands the ball outside in the three-point line, and he looks at his defender and goes, "I'm gonna get past that guy," and then he does, and then he scores. Like, what? What, what would you rather him do? Uh, go dunk on a dude
2: or shoot a three? I mean, frankly, I wish he'd do both. But uh, it's you it's know, he's fun. he's getting NBA buzz, right? Yeah. Uh, Deservingly. I think in a draft express, he was in the thirties recently. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the end of the season he declares and then, you know, who knows, I don't know if it's a coin flip whether he comes back or not, but like, it's a real conversation about whether he's going to go to the NBA this year and the way he's playing, he probably should in the NBA. I think he's going to have to shoot threes. Yeah, so uh, he he may go to the combine and say, hey, you got to work on your shot a little bit, which is something we wouldn't have thought, uh, you know, thinking of him as the player he was as a freshman and and sophomore. But if he can put that all-around game together, because he can play defense, he can get steals, he can get rebounds, he can be a complete player. I'm not sure exactly how he fits in the NBA, but he's tall enough, big enough, quick enough, he can figure it out. Um, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of steps up that that three point game maybe down the stretch, and maybe as as things change a little bit in Big Twelve play, going up against Big Twelve defenses, I don't think taking your guy off the dribble every time is going to be as easy. But you know, we'll see. Uh, But you know, he's he's a special guy, and obviously, you know, maybe the, we're bearing the lead here is that Ochai has been really great over the past several games as well. Yeah. And, Uh, Consistent, it's it's it seems like (laughs) these games, uh, with the exception of Stephen F. Austin, uh, you know, taking it to us a little bit offensively, with the exception of that, it seems like these games are just kind of groundhog day, yeah. Over and over, we get off to a quick start with Ochai hitting a three, Christian Brown getting a bunch of buckets at the basket, maybe getting an and one, we're up by a bunch, and then we end up winning 88 to 60. Or, you know, somewhere around there. It just seems like that happens. That's kind of the trajectory we're getting in. You know, Jalen Wilson comes in about 14. Uh, Mitch comes in 12 minutes. And then it kind of just develops from there. It's kind of like, now this won't be the case in Big 12 play. We'll have to do things, a lot of things differently. But it kind of, we're getting into a flow. I think we need to get challenged. And uh, we certainly will be challenged in the, in the coming weeks. But this this team has progressed for as good as they were to begin with. It's a lot different than I thought they were going to be in November. Uh, some players are better. Some players have uh, have some work to do. Uh, so a couple other players I want to talk about. Jalen Wilson. I think he had a pretty good game last night. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, better. Uh,
1: you know, I think he's starting to get more comfortable. It, it was – we've talked about this, but it felt like he was just not quite – it wasn't the athleticism one there or sea legs or whatever. It just felt like he – wasn't quite sure what he was supposed to do out there uh, where, you know, maybe, you know, he, he came into the season as a leader, a starter, a like clear uh, you know, piece on this team. And all of a sudden you got a couple alphas. Uh, and where does, you know, you got an, I mean, you could argue you got three alphas with Remy and now Christian and obviously Ochai. And so where does he fit? What can he do? Well, it felt like early on, he just didn't quite know, last couple of games he's just done what he does he's rebounded the ball well he's picked his spots uh he's it, it looks like almost he's he's just feeling more comfortable he's he had a couple uh you know putbacks had a, a couple of nice mid-range game made a three or two i mean it's just it looks like he's more comfortable and if uh, we've talked talked about this all along he doesn't have to start uh i don't think he's going to start at this point uh i don't think i don't think they're going to sit uh Wando right now. I think they like what they're getting from him to start the game. And and he's playing a lot of minutes still. Uh, And obviously not going to sit Christian. I don't think they're going to sit Remy. So it's probably going to be a thing where he plays his 23 to 26 minutes and he can impact the game in a big way during that time. And what a luxury to have a guy like that as your sixth man,
2: right? Potential NBA player as your sixth man, you know, uh, some, Different circumstances, you know, put him in that position at the beginning of the year to, you know, come off the bench. I think if that, that night after the Tulsa game doesn't happen, I think he's, he's a starter and I'm not sure exactly who's on the bench, uh, but certainly the the team has gone in a different direction without him as a starter. And we've done very well. We're we have been very successful. Uh, a couple other guys. I think David McCormick has done some things. I think he's still frustrating in spots, but uh, I think if you look to, you know, maybe how we've sort of hit Mitch's ceiling. And I think Dave is a little bit above Mitch's ceiling and, and and Dave's got some room to grow. Frustrating around the rim, but you know, still does does a lot, a lot of good things, especially maybe not necessarily when he has the ball in his hands. What do you think about yeah, Dave?
1: I'm not a Dave hater, like I think some are, uh particularly on the Twitter verse, but I think. The things that make me frustrated with Dave are, are the, the number one thing is the – I don't have a problem feeding the post. Feed the post. The, the, that is a – when you talk about the ball sticking, when Bill Self says the ball sticks too much, which he did at halftime yesterday, that does not mean uh, that it's sticking around the perimeter. You can get – you can, post entry is part of that. But what I liked from yesterday, and he's done it a little bit more, certainly more than he has at any point in his career – he passed out of double teams and, and, and a couple times he passed out before the double team even came, but when it was on its way and that gave, uh, you know, that, that certainly let a you know shooter catch it in rhythm. I think it was, I think it was Jalen who caught, caught a ball in rhythm out of a post and three pass from, from, from Dave. So I want him to be able to still be a, a presence down there. I want him to continue to take shots when they are efficient, not going away from the basket, not whatever. Uh, but, and he, he had a couple nice, I mean, turnaround moves and things like that, where he was going to the basket. I think that's key with him. Just getting the ball to the basket, not, not, not getting so caught up and like committed that, Oh, the ball came to me on the block. Now I must go be you or whatever. Right. Like, I, I think he sort of gets that mentality because he's seen it. What he needs to do is get the ball in the post. If he's got position, go up. If he doesn't, go find the open man. And and that's how we can lead to, to easier buckets. The other thing I was gonna say though is there a more frustrating guy catching alley oop passes.
2: Mm-hmm. How
1: many alley oops has he missed off the back of like how is it possible that he can like he catches weird balls? He catches balls actually fairly well. I know a lot of people say he's not very coordinated on that. I actually think he does. uh, Bounce passes are hard for him, but you would think you would think a guy could go up and make those dunks. That's that's the only that's probably the most frustrating thing about him to me is missing alley hoops. Mostly because I love alley (laughs) hoops.
2: I I have a theory on this. I have a theory on this and and we've got guys who are experts in taking jump shots, right? Like it's, it's a very delicate art form where to put your hand. How to have your, how to have the ball fall off your fingertips, you know, uh, where your elbow needs to go, you know, where you start the ball. Like there is a, it is a very complicated thing that people work on for years to perfect. Right. And you can teach that. I can teach that. No, I'm not very good. Bill Self can teach that. There are very good teachers of jump shots. There are very few people who can teach you how to dunk because so very few people can do it. And at the coaching level like Danny Manning, I'm sure could teach someone how to dunk but I'm not sure Bill Self can teach someone how to dunk. (laughs) Like I don't know what the art is to dunking, like what the skill you have to learn like where to position your hands on the ball. But I think Dave needs some dunk instruction, maybe from Ochai. Ochai is probably the best instructor on the team. You know, what? I don't think I don't think Norm Roberts can do it. He coaches the big man. You know, he needs to. You need to be able to show how to do that dunk.
1: That's a great. Uh, that's take. why we.
2: That's why we like. We need instructors on dunks because the ball goes off the back of the rim a lot. Like he lets go too early. I uh-huh. mean, I don't. I don't know enough about it because I've never dunked in my life <laughs> to be able to say how to do it. Dunk he just needs I don't know we need to hire a dunk coordinator a dunk coordinator we need a dunk coordinator right. where's Darren
1: Hancock he's got to oh, be around he's
2: he lives in KCK we, i actually perfect i talked to him this is now yeah, he maybe 8 years ago i talked to him uh uh he was in KCK i'm not sure he's there anymore but uh Darren Hancock i'm sure you listen to the podcast we need you back we need you back We need you brother coordinator. we need you on the team this is an important thing uh we Darren, I don't know if you remember, we go way back to like 1991. <laughs> you knew me when I was at in kindergarten, Darren. So
1: All right. uh, Darren Hancock was a great dunker.
2: Yes, he was. Uh or or whoever. You know what I mean? Like Dave struggles with things that uh that Ochai knows. We need to pass on that knowledge. What's another rando? Like Kenny Gregory
1: uh was a pretty like surprise, like uh, sneaky good dunker. Who, who let's what's another rando uh who could
2: who's Ben been
1: well he's, he's he's got work i'm, I'm trying yeah. to find someone who doesn't have
2: work <laughs> when ben macklemore done let's get him on staff like this like, is an underrated jeff Graves skill. could dunk
1: jeff graves had a pretty yeah. serious dunk uh, uh you know who i'll uh uh I'm trying to think of just another well i don't know well, well something to think about t rob t rob was a good big man dunker
2: yeah, big big man dunking is probably different than Ojai dunking. Different. So, like, there you know, this is a whole different skill set mm-hmm. that uh, we need. We need some just some extra help on with Dave, not for uh, Christian Brown and for uh, Darnell Darnell Jackson. There you go. How, how he, he was he was probably the best at the two handed and the and the like, like leg kick. The oh late yeah. Kick. Oh man, that mm. definitely like in the vein of Shaq. Yeah, like the strong just, dunks. just muscle, just a muscle guy, and that's what. That's what uh Dave needs to be. Like he mm-hmm. he's obviously he's gonna be more muscular, he's gonna be stronger than his guy most of the time. How we to use that kid. muscle, two-handed dunk, knees in the air, elbows so, bent.
1: Ba- Brady Morningstar is the video coordinator, right? Right. So we need Brady to just go put uh put together a reel of big guy. KU dunks. Like I bet I bet KU Gifok, our buddy, could put that together in like eight minutes and send it to him. Uh that's that's what he needs. So that you know what? I feel like we got something somewhere here. Uh, because most of the time when we talk about stuff on this podcast, it doesn't matter. Uh but boy, that matters. Like if we could somehow get that, that, that in front of uh, big Dave, I think we change the trajectory this entire
2: season. I think so too. You know, and I'm not saying that Dave isn't a good dunker, he just you know, I want to take him from to, to like Steph Curry level of dunking. You know, yeah, currently he's at. I'm trying to think of somebody, somebody just mediocre. He's at like Tristan Thompson level of dunking. I want to take him to Steph Curry level of dunking. You know, Tristan Thompson. Okay, he's fine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I All guess right. that's not the best, but you know what I mean? So anyway. That's just 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 my little theory. Been been working on that in the new. That's a
1: good theory. I like dunk coordinator. New open position. Put it on. Uh, put it on job finder. Whatever thing.
2: That being right. said, uh, just to wrap up, kind of the other things. It was really great to to beat Mizzou. That game mm-hmm. was just so delightful. And the only, and I think I said this on the, on the post game, uh, Twitter Spaces we did, which we'll do some uh, more once Big Twelve starts coming up, is that the. Missouri guys seem to really love the atmosphere. That's not the point, right? They're supposed to hate the atmosphere. They're supposed to hate coming in and getting whooped like that. They seem to like it. That's different than 10 years ago.
1: Oh, they're not used to it. Uh, <laughs> they're not used to the to many, that many people watching them play basketball. Uh, a- Andrew, I, we can talk about this at another time, a little bit more retrospective, but, uh, I feel negative about the KU Missouri game more so than I did before. Oh, uh, okay. And we talked about it a tiny bit on the on the the post game, but we had that great game. It was a blast, right? Everyone it was, it was a party. It, it was a total a party, party
2: from the tip off to the last buzzer. It was a party, and it
1: it means absolutely nothing. It means nothing whatsoever. It's not going to make a blip in our season. It's not going to make a blip in the standings. It's not going to make a blip in anything. Maybe sure you can go to your coworkers or whatever in Kansas city and tell them, you know, uh, your team's terrible, but we could have done that anyway. I mean, I, I had so much fun in that game and then I came out of it going, I cannot wait to go play them in Columbia in a month. Crap. We're not going to play them for another year and it's not going to matter then either. I still don't think we should stop the games. I'm not saying that. I just, it's just not the same.
2: Adjust your perspective a little it's bit. It's just not
1: the same. It's a, it's a basically a buy game. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's like uh, playing UMKC. Yeah. It's playing UMKC. It's, uh, it's like, if you were to, it's fan fiction is exactly what it is. It's fan fiction. It's like, doesn't matter. It's like people want to, it to be a thing. And so it's we entertaining, it a thing. but it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So yeah. unless both teams get good and Missouri is like a top 10 or 15 team or something, then, you know, maybe that will change a little bit. Cause then it actually, you know, whatever it helps the record or, or helps the, uh, the, uh, the way your, your, your uh, resume looks. But until then, I don't know, it, it'll be fun to beat them up, I guess.
2: Uh, very good. Uh, and maybe we can transition a little bit, but I, I do want to talk about the uh, Dwan Harris offensive Renaissance. It's what I'm going to call this. Uh, You know, versus Missouri, he's a he's a Columbia guy. You know, he's had 13 points uh, last night against Nevada. He had 14 points career high starting to make those three pointers. He's two for two last night. And I think we all saw this. They were really laying off of him in the Mizzou game, you know, daring him to make the shot. The three point shot goes three for four, scores thirteen points, uh, and really changes <laughs> uh, Missouri's strategy from then on. And and really, they never recovered from it. So you know, maybe look for for Wando not to be so passive in the future. He's, he's probably going to let the game a little bit more come to him. He's not going to be you know Remy out there trying to create his shot. He's not going to be uh, Christian Brown or, or Ochai. Uh, maybe, but you know, maybe. If he can start making that shot, being a little bit more of a threat, I'm not sure what the weakness is offensively on this team.
1: Yeah, he's been playing well. Uh, he, he had a couple of good drives too. He, he, talk about sort of a sneaky finisher. He's had a couple of really good finishes at the rim too. Uh, obviously, a little different, smaller guy, but uh, still a great touch and 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 getting to the rim. And obviously, yeah, he made made those threes. That was the difference in the game. That started. I mean, you're right. Their entire strategy was like, "Don't guard that guy," and then he made him pay, and uh, and that that kind of opened it up. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he continues the the offensive onslaught uh, from that position because <laughs> uh, uh, that's something we did not count on. Uh, so we'll see. All right, Andrew. Awesome. Let's transition here. We've talked enough about like past games, right? It's time to move forward. Uh, but first. You want to talk a little bit about uh, our secret Santa?
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, If you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you're you're probably familiar with uh, the Jayhawk talk uh, secret Santa, or it's not necessarily Jayhawk talk, but our our little group of friends always get together. The swoosh bags gets together for a a Christmas party. Usually Kevin's house and we do a secret Santa and it's a pretty lively affair. Uh, you know, a lot of the times the presents are Ku related. Sometimes not, um, but I think we've talked about on this podcast in in the past. Some some of the highlights have been, uh, I think it was our friend Nick brought. Uh, this was this was the gift. You open it up and it was matches, lighter fluid, and <laughs> one of those Missouri football jerseys you can get at the front of V. <laughs> and so what you got to do. Was at the party. You got to burn the jersey, which mm-hmm. was incredibly fun. That was you a great it, gift. Yeah, in your little fire pit. It
1: ruined my chiminea, but it was worth it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never hear the end of it. Every time we see a chimney, my wife's like, "Hey, remember that time you broke it with that Mizzou jersey?" I'm like, "Still worth it. Still worth
2: it." <laughs> uh, uh in the past, I, I've done a, a a Lego Andrew Wiggins that but I bought that off good. of Etsy. Uh, any other highlights from you that you can remember? I can't remember.
1: Uh, the, there was a KU women of KU calendar DVD and calendar one year. Oh,
2: wow. Do they still
1: do that? Uh, it was found, uh, it was a retro. uh, Oh, okay. But it was the one with, uh, Shannon. Right. Uh, who went on to marry, uh, an NBA
2: GM, which one? uh, Sanford, uh,
1: St. uh, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. That's the the whole connection. Okay. Uh,
2: I thought it was Sam Presti in Oklahoma city, but. Oh,
1: no, 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 you're right. You're right. It is Presti. It's Presti. It's Presti. Sorry. I've got, now I'm mixed up.
2: Okay. Presti. Right.
1: Married Presti. Uh, so kept it in the basketball family. Uh, that was a good one. So this year I thought the best gift, and it was down to two was the one that you brought. And so do you want to describe what you did?
2: Well, yes, I told you I was going to give you one of these literally two years ago. So, uh, you, you know, we the, the, with the whole COVID thing, I, I'm sure. I think our Christmas party was kind of up in the air. Are we going to do it? Whether we're going to do it with something small, you know, let's not do the Secret Santa this year. And then, like five days before, you're like, let's do the Secret Santa. Let's just do it up, and everyone's like, yeah. And I'm Like, oh man, what am I going to do? Well, I already had it. So, after. The Snoop Dogg event. This is way pre-COVID. I think this is the fall of 2019. Does that sound right? Yeah, a simpler time. Uh, I purchased a bunch of the Snoop Dogg $100 bills that he was shooting (laughs) (laughs) out of his money gun with his acrobatic dancers. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they came from that night. They uh, did. But I'm going to pretend they were. Uh, So I have. I gave you one. Well, you got ended up getting one. That's the gift. Uh, I have six more. Maybe okay. we'll do this as a as a present, or giveaway, a, a, a prize.
1: Yeah, talk giveaway uh,
2: for for Jayhawk Talk. Uh, anyway, but I, uh, but I was like, oh, I'll do, I'll just do that. But I I bought one of those frames from Amazon that was like our first dollar. You know, celebrating your first mm-hmm. dollar that you your company earned, your your store earned, and you hanging on the wall right next to your Chamber of Commerce plaque. Uh, but I put the Snoop Dogg dollar in there, framed it up real nice. It is very nice. Uh, so Kevin, Kevin ended up getting that, and I, it was the most traded one, I think.
1: Yep, I think so. That uh, and the uh, and the Tombstone Doc Holliday figure were which uh, I
2: ended up with.
1: Which I, I was a <laughs> I was pretty big big fan of that too. Um, but no, I ended up with the right one. Thank you for bringing that. It is going to be a fixture in my office forever, and I can't wait for when I have a big boy job uh, at a big boy place uh, where that uh i have a real office like in a building like a tall building somewhere and you know how people like frame lots of stuff like fancy stuff put in big fancy offices that will come with me no matter where i go and it will be framed and people will look at it and go
2: what the hell why
1: in the f do you have a snoop dog <laughs> dollar on your wall <laughs> and uh but until then it's going to be in my home office which is where i work right now so there you go all right, Andrew. Good, good work on that. Uh, and by the way, I put out on uh, a little thread on Twitter, uh, sort of asking the question, you know, what'd you get for Christmas? That's KU related, because I hadn't got anything other than that. Uh, I didn't get a. I didn't get my KU quarter zip this year. Uh, I might just have to go buy one for myself for Christmas. But the did uh, you need
2: another one? I know
1: the responses were great. There were lots of great KU uh, gift items. So if you're looking for inspiration for, you know, for next year, go find that thread. There were some sweet, like rocks glasses and someone like framed up, a uh, uh, like a, uh, uh, like a diploma type thing, like with the diploma frame, but they made up the diploma, like basically giving you, uh, uh, it's like, I think it's Ali Jayhawk, but it was like this thing that said like, Based on your shit talking and your, uh, whatever great abilities, you are a certified fan. It has like a bill self signed it. And, and it looked like a whole very, it looked very serious. And then you read the text and you're like, that's awesome. Uh, oh was, yeah. To go find that. It's pretty, cool.
2: I didn't read it. I, cause yeah, I, you gotta to read that it. Thread.
1: You gotta read the actual diploma thing. It's pretty funny.
2: You know, I just want to highlight a couple other ones. Uh, Find the diploma. L- read the text. I love those shoes, those high top shoes yeah, with the nineteen forty five Jayhawk, forty one Jayhawk on it. Yeah, love that. There's a lot of old school stuff. I, I maybe we're just of that age where we're doing all throwback stuff. But a lot of uh, circus font, you know, those uh, Kirk Heinrich style shorts. I still shorts, have the. Yeah. I still have a pair that I've just not gotten rid of. Maybe I should resell those on the secondary market. Uh, I like the Lego Ellen Fieldhouse love that yeah. it's not lego brand but whatever and you know every you, you got one thing but like jayhawk things for people who are listening to this podcast in anything you get them is gonna work so like you know for next year maybe get some ideas there's some there's some good stuff out there uh maybe we can just open up the floodgates to uh the other quarter zips that are that should be available then everybody but taken care of
1: yeah Uh, I found the I found the diploma thing. It looks very official. Like it looks like someone graduated from like med school and, uh, you know, University of Kansas. Those
2: frames are expensive, by the way.
1: Yeah. It has like this certificate seal of excellence in this whole thing, like cool Jayhawk framing, like multiple mats framed and says, you know, blah, blah, blah for, uh, you know, uh, granted here by bestow upon. Amy, uh, for completing the required viewing, cheering, trash talking, and armchair court time to be considered an expert, and is thereby presented with this doctorate of Kansas Jayhawks basketball, entitled to all the rights and privileges thereunto, and has like uh, Travis Goff and Bill Self. It's pretty sweet. Uh, I like I would, it. I would put that in my office too. Uh, so, and a lot of people reacted to that, like, "Where can I get one of those?" I'm like, my mom made it. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, go check out that thread for some more uh, gift items, uh, which, which everybody needs in their life. All right, Andrew, let's look ahead to the big 12 a little bit. Uh, we, we do have one more game. Actually, let's talk about that real fast. We got the, another COVID game Saturday filling in, right. And the, the ticket opportunities are still there. $15, right? $15 tickets,
2: $15, uh, for GA. I think the tier one through five, which is basically everything not, GA are 20 or 25 parking is free crazy uh, because this game is the makeup for the Colorado game and the Colorado game was an away game. So we're trying to like trying to get these tickets sold as, as fast as possible. Uh, they basically have two days to do it because this game just got scheduled against George Mason against Kim English. You all know who Kim English is. This is an extra reason to win this game. We cannot lose to Kim English in the field house. Uh, so go get your ticket. I think they've we're recording this. It's now 2, 4, 250 on Thursday. Uh and the tickets f- tickets just went on sale to the general public. I think uh if you had season tickets, you your tickets were available to you until noon. Now it's all free-for-all. There's a lot of seats available um for a good price and for free. Parking. So if, if, you know, you don't have an, an opportunity to go there a lot, or you just like, you know, I, I don't know when I'm going to go to a game. This is the game to go to $15, we, $15 F- free parking. It's uh it's going to be a good one too. We need to get everybody. Uh, get this team ready for big 12 play and and who better than the fighting kim english is to do that of of george mason a couple other things and, and bill self had mentioned this last night on the post game program is that we have had a sellout record i think since the drew gooden season that's the 0102 season i'm not sure why we didn't sell out any games that year because I like, didn't we lose two games three games? <laughs> pretty good pretty good team pretty good team yeah uh so going on 20 years of sellouts and this could technically cancel that out because we're trying to get these tickets sold in under 48 hours that makes it incredibly difficult and the weather's not going to be perfect no but uh gotta keep the record going if you want to go to a game this is the game to go to tickets are incredibly cheap go get get your whole family no one needs to watch these stupid New Year's Day bowl games it's not even the finals anyway uh, or the semifinals it's just a random uh, fiesta bowl here's the take go to the basketball game. here's the take so
1: right now for the first time ever those like uh, letter sections right the lower levels there are letters so all the numbers are are the mid and above and at Allen Fieldhouse the letter sections are the ones around the court right uh all those letter section seats may i mean most of them are gone there's a couple singles still though but i'm hoping just for fun that we got some rowdy uh lower level center court folks for the first time for a KU basketball game in a long time cuz back in the day those seats uh you know they were they were longtime KU fans who just had sort of seniority there, and then Lou Perkins came along and sort of upped the ante and kicked everyone out, and everybody, all, all the all the diehards had to move back, and now it's like you know the sticker the sticker crowd, the sticker on your shirt crowd, the the uh, the people who are buying the quarter zips from from Weaver's crowd. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I say all that to say it'll be fun, maybe just an experiment for This game to see, and you kind of talked about it like the people who don't normally go to games and sit in the student section. Now we've got people who don't go to games and sit in the expensive seat section. I hope they stand the whole game. I hope they're just like ornery and obnoxious, and uh, maybe just a different vibe in there it might be kind of fun.
2: I love it, I love it. It's gonna be a different vibe, uh, not necessarily bad vibe, just different. It's gonna different. be you know, folks in different seats, and and you know, hopefully. You can get some some new blood in there who's who are hungry. Some fans who are hungry. Mm. Go get yourself McAllister's iced tea. Sorry, Kevin. Go mm. get yourself something nice from the concession <laughs> stand. Uh, uh, it's it's a fun time. So uh, just want to put our little plug in there for that. It's going to be uh, a good time. But uh, let's talk about a couple other games coming up or, or for us because we're going to play these teams and look into the Big Twelve. After George Mason, we have. Big 12 season, our TCU game uh, was, was Saturday's pushback, but it looks like maybe we'll play Oklahoma state next week. Yep. Maybe uh, they're, they're on a pause right now. So I'm not sure that's going to happen, but a couple of teams, I just want to highlight. Uh, obviously the other big dog in the big 12 right now is Baylor. Who's currently ranked number one undefeated. Uh, what are your thoughts on Baylor? Have you watched Baylor this year? A little
1: bit, Uh, not a lot. I watched some of that Villanova game and a little bit of the Oregon game. Uh, They beat the crap out of Michigan State, uh, which is, that's a good win. We've got that one too. Uh, But a lot of their, I mean, early on, they didn't really play much of anybody. But, you know, since then, they've kind of proven themselves. They they went on a, a little stretch where they beat Michigan State by whatever, 17 points. They crushed Villanova in a weird game. 57 to 36 Andrew. Hmm.
2: That's, weird, a ha- that's a it's a first weird half game. score.
1: Yeah. Uh and then followed it up by scoring 78 points against Oregon winning by 8 and then and then sort of a couple bye games in and It needed
2: that. 1, yet it needed that uh that, that game was probably closer than the 8 points on that Oregon game. That yeah. was a little bit more difficult. But. So the game that I want
1: to I'm really interested in is this one coming their their first opener which is against Iowa State at Iowa State.
2: Which is the other team I wanted to talk I about. Know, I know, because I don't know what either of these teams are, and I think this is going to be super interesting. Also undefeated, Iowa State. number Ranked number eight. Now, I don't think there's a bigger discrepancy in the coaches poll or AP poll versus Ken Palm than yeah. Iowa State. I think they're ranked 44th in 24th. Ken Palm, yeah. but they're ranked eighth. In probably just because they uh are, are undefeated, but they do have a couple good wins. They have a win against Xavier, have a win against Iowa, have a they good crushed win against, Iowa. Uh and have a yeah, I watched that game. That game was th- their defense is for real. Yeah. Uh Which Iowa, is pretty pretty good offensive. So team.
1: confusing.
2: Iowa State's like
1: defensive team now. Like, right? It's just that's the that's the weirdest thing for me. I, I want to see if it's real, but uh, yeah.
2: Identity. win against Creighton win against Memphis these these are good wins these these' are not, not not necessarily tw- top 25 team I guess Iowa is but but good wins against good teams played a lot of bottom feeders played you know the you know the 350s 330s ish in Ken Palm but now comes the real test they go they play uh Baylor at home on Saturday uh, if their defense can hold up they can give Baylor a game but I think Baylor is going gonna pull out here but I think we'll we'll really get to see what those teams are. Yeah, the other one that's super interesting to me is Texas. I want to. I'm still not sure who they are
1: either. Uh, They were obviously early on, you know, pretty highly highly ranked. Got beat by Gonzaga, which is you know that's fine. Uh, Gonzaga's pretty good, Uh, but since then have played you know only one other game against a top thirty, top fifty, top seventy five Ken Palm team, top two
2: hundred team. Yeah, they they played nobody.
1: Is is thirtieth in Ken Palm? They lost to them. Their best win is a close win against 88th ranked Ken Palm uh, Stanford. Otherwise, they haven't played anyone in the uh, above 218 in Ken
2: Palm. They so, are, they have the worst strength of schedule in Division One. Yeah, because they've played a like mostly 330 and above teams. Let me, let me read Incarnate a few Word. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, read them. Yeah, Houston Baptist, Northern
1: Colorado, San Jose State, Cal Baptist. See a theme here. Uh. Sam Houston State, UT Rio Grande Valley, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Incarnate Word, Alabama State. I <laughs> mean, these kids. Like, I can. Can you name one of those teams' mascots?
2: Oh, good question. San Jose State, it's like the Trojans or or something like that. Northern Colorado, I should know. You got nothing. Are they the. What was that? Was I right on San Jose?
1: No, it's not. It's it's Sam Houston State. They haven't played San Jose State. Oh, they have yeah, they played have. San Jose. They oh, played yeah. San Jose State. Uh let's see. They what did you say they are?
2: I said Trojans or something. Nope. You're close. Spartans. Oh, close. That's close. That's half Uh Sam Houston State, I should know. Aggies? <laughs> the point is that you don't like most people
1: don't have any freaking clue because these are So yeah, they're not even directional schools.
2: They should be good. I mean, they've got a good roster, uh, but we just don't know. I mean, the tests they've had, they've failed. I mean, they played Gonzaga, they played Seton Hall's decent, uh, but and they've lost those games. So so you know they're good, but how good? Not sure. I also, K State's an interesting one
1: because they're what eight and three, and their schedule has been not great either, but. They did beat Wichita State, which is now like complete slouch. And the only games they've lost have been games they were supposed to lose. Uh, Arkansas, Illinois, two top 50 Ken Palm teams uh, lost by a point to Marquette, which is just an, not a great, great loss, but otherwise home, have, yeah. have taken care of business. Uh, and so that's kind of a, just, I don't know, something to watch. Uh, just another interesting, and I'll, actually if you, you can go down the list. All the big 12 teams are kind of interesting. Uh, maybe
2: TCU is probably the least interesting to me. Uh, but probably the least interesting, you know, I'll throw out Texas tech, I think is a team that's really good that no one's talking about. Yeah. Good, um, pretty good roster. Pre, I mean, they've lost a, they lost a Providence and they lost to Gonzaga. Uh, they beat B- Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's good. Good win. Oklahoma state. I'm not, I'm not just not sure about them. They, they did have a bad loss earlier in the year. Um, you agree. know, this is going to be a good league. This is going to be a good league. I, I'm, K-State's probably the worst team here, and I think they're not that bad.
1: Yeah, the the average, I think Bill Self was talking about this on, in Hawk Talk, uh, like the average net ranking for the Big 12 was like 33 or something like that. And the next best average was the SEC was like 60.
2: <laughs> mm, okay so
1: uh just just to throw out like how good the league is it's like twice as hard as yeah, the next I one. Mean,
2: there will be bottom feeders, but you know if you're ranked sixtieth in Ken palm at the bottom like k State in a, a different league like there's so, some of those may be fighting for an ncaa tournament berth just based on you know number of wins and you know getting wins against you know, the Georgia techs of the world and, and wake Forest of the world who just give you free wins and get you into the tournament. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be the case here. Cause we're going to have a, there's going to be a bottom. But think about all it like these teams this are, though. You got
1: uh, the rest of the season. KU plays basically all top 50 Ken Palm teams. Like the rest yeah. of the season. That's crazy. Like top 60. Now, some of that'll change a little bit, but that's basically what they are. Now you look at like, I don't know any other team, Arizona. Who's got you know a great season going too? Uh, they or got even
2: a, a top team like Houston. You know, not in a great league, but they're going to play a lot of like into the hundreds teams, two yeah. hundreds teams. You know, they're they're you know closest to us in, in the Ken Palm ranking, but not going to have the tests that that we're going to have. Uh, you know, uh, somebody like Purdue. You know they've they've got some bottom feeders to feed off of like Rutgers and Nebraska, but the, you know Big Ten's going to be tough this year. Yeah, too. the Big Ten will be tough. Yep, there's some good teams in there, but no no bad teams in the Big Twelve. So as much as we like to make fun of K State, I think no bad bad teams. Yeah, it'll be uh,
1: how many how many uh, Big Twelve teams get a uh, how many bids?
2: That's tough. I mean, I'd probably say six, but m- maybe there's some. Some lower teams can get some big wins and and give himself enough to, to get in. I mean, if you're looking at six, you've got to get somebody like Oklahoma State in. And they can't get in, right? They're out. Uh they right. get the ban. They're banned this year. Uh, so it's gotta be a team like I know Iowa State, you know, they have obviously the non-con wins. So that gives us seven, maybe seven.
1: Yeah. I was going to say if I I was going to set the over under at six and a half, and I think I kind of like the over. I think Somebody like possible.
2: Oklahoma or West Virginia would have to fall out. And no, I don't necessarily see that happening.
1: Crazy. Good league. Again, Good league.
2: it's going to be fun. Good
1: league again. All right, Andrew, what else you got? Anything?
2: That's it. Uh, I just want to say happy new year to all the folks uh, in Jayhawk talk land. Uh, We've got a a big New Year's Day game against George Mason, and we'll be back to talk to you about the start of Big 12 play. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully (laughs) we'll actually get to play a game uh, next week. Hopefully that's the Oklahoma State game, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, There'll be some games when they happen. I don't know when that'll be.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm ready for the Big 12 season. This has been a nice little non-con. You know, obviously a couple, a couple bumps bouncy uh bumpy roads there for <laughs> for 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 one one little stretch but overall a great great non-con uh you gotta like where KU's at but I'm ready for I'm ready for the conference season the, the rest of these games don't matter like these by game filler games they're fun let's do them let's like get get some run but I'm ready for the big 12 season let's do it
2: love it love it it's time it's time it's time to get a real test Let's we'll see how good this team is
1: yep all right, let's get out of here. Thanks everybody for listening. Catch us at Jayhawk Talk on Twitter. That's me. You can catch Andrew at Sherlock Hoops. Go on to iTunes or Spotify, either one now. You can leave us a rating. A five-star review helps us to get the podcast out to new listeners. We really appreciate that. Our podcast is a number of other places as well. Wherever you get your podcast feeds, we should be there. If we are not, let me know. Otherwise, uh, we will catch you next time. Check us out at Twitter Spaces Post Game. And uh, until next time on the podcast, rock shop.
0: I tried to tell him Every time we on the court I tried to tell them that we never coming up short. I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell them that, that they should never let us in. They say that we the best but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gon' keep it real shout out the bill this for them fans that waited off in them long lines camped out before the games and they stayed a long time every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win on a jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the K and the U, uh-huh, yeah, baby, that'll make you say ooh. We at the top of the top, just like we should be. Started from the bottom, thanks to what James could see. Dr. Naismith Smith made a game for man, changed lives for the players and did the same for, for the my J-Hulk fans. for my j fans, for my j this for my j fans, for my j house and if you love it then i love it because we hope this, this for my J-Hulk fans for my j house this for my j j-H fans for my j house this for my j jH fans for my j house and if you love it then i love it because we hope years that we've been cheering everything that we've been hearing all them spreads that we've been clearing never been no team we fearing and look how bill got us steering all them tournaments appearing with no team that's interfering nine times get the cheering with them banners held high and the crowd going wild night before the final four you can't even sleep now yeah we at the peak now we can't even leap down march madness man we've been waiting weeks now if you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the Boosters, showing love and the alumni I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy We appreciate the love, love won't run dry Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks That's like having no streets but trying to jaywalk. They see us as support and we see them on the court So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short We win together and we lose together But win or lose, we still booze together Struggles in my life will change me as a man But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan I ain't even gotta really say it that's why I made it. March Madness here, we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J Huck in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness here, we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J Huck in your faces. It's for my J fans, for my J Hawks this for my j-H fans for my j house this for my jH fans for my j house house and if you love it then I love it because we baby. this for baby. My fans for my j this for my j-H fans for my j house this for my jH fans for my j house and if you love it then I love it because we hoax, baby.